All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, my friends. It is good again to be with you. We are going to be talking in this session about uh, probably one of the central um, topics uh, of this whole training because I said to you that we are in a conversion market, not a volume market. Well, this particular uh, section is going to be dedicated to conversion and, and how to convert your leads and your referrals and all of your opportunities uh, in a very unique, very value proposition, very powerful way. I promise you the things I'm about to teach you, if you apply these, you are going to see your conversion rates from uh, lead and referral to application increase exponentially. I can say that based on years and years and years of working with lots of companies and seeing results improve. Here's the bottom line. I'm going to teach you the strategies that will help you in this market we live in today um, to really convert in a powerful way. So let's begin. We left off talking about communication in the last session. So let's talk about the three laws of communication to uh, lead into conversion. And the first law we call the law of reciprocity. It's based on Newton's third law of motion. It simply says this, every action creates an equal and opposite reaction. Now, how is Newton's third law of motion apply to a law of communication? Well, communication works that way. Every action, in other words, every word that you speak creates an equal and opposite reaction. If you are positive, your customer is going to be positive. If you are negative, they're going to be negative. If you're motivated, they're going to be motivated. If you're confident, they're going to be confident in you. If you're monotone, they're going to be monotone. If you're excited, they're going to be excited. If you're you know, defensive, they're going to be defensive. It's important you understand that you've got to start that call powerful, positive, enthusiastic, because that will influence the person you are talking to to respond in the same way. The second law, we call the law of attraction. It's an old saying you've heard a million times, you only get one chance at a first impression, and that's absolutely true. You've got to understand that you've got one shot. Look, I've learned you can't get a lead or get a referral, call somebody up, say something completely wrong or stupid and say, you know what? I didn't mean to say that. Can I just hang up, call you back, act like this ever happened? We'll try it again. They're not going to let you. You're never going to hear from them again. You got to get it right the first time. But you got to understand you only got one chance at a first impression. You want to make sure you get it right. And then lastly is the law of perception, which simply says that perception is reality. In other words, I want you to write this down. It's not what you said that matters. It's what they heard. Now, again, doesn't mean what you said wasn't important. Your words are very important. In fact, this talks about the importance of your words because you want to say things that can't be misperceived. How do you do that? By making sure you've got a well-prepared, well-presented presentation that you have practiced, that you have role-played, that you are good at. I'm going to teach you how to do that in just a minute. If you do that, you are not going to be misperceived because here's what I know. Whatever that person perceives is your reality. And being married 30 years, I completely understand that, okay? Uh, I've learned that if I say something to my wife that, you know, I get, you know, that, that look where she's frustrated with me, it wasn't her that was the problem. I was the problem. I said something I shouldn't have said, and I need to make sure I don't make those mistakes. The law of perception is very important in your success and conversion. So now that we've talked about the three laws of communication, let's talk about um, before we get into the right way to convert a opportunity, let's talk about the four wrong ways you want to avoid. These are the four, what I call dangerous responses that you want to avoid. They're the four most common responses that I've seen my whole career. Let me walk you through each one of them so you understand it. The first one is called the refusal response. This is where we create pushback and, and, and end up creating resistance 
It's where the borrower says, what's your rate or what's your fees? And we say, well, you know what? I can't tell you till I know more about you or I won't know until I get some information. Now, here's the problem. First off, how many of us do this? I'm going to promise you, every one of these four, we've all been guilty of, myself included. And here's what I know. When somebody says to you, what's your rate? And you say, I can't tell you or I won't know till I get some information. In other words, you're refusing to answer their question. You're pushing back on them. What you're going to do is you're going to make them resistant to you. They're going to feel like you're holding out on them. And instead of just going along with you, they're going to argue with you and it's not going to lead to a conversion. Don't make that mistake. The second one, very common, called an avoidance response. It's where we create suspicion because we answer the question with a question. Here's the most common one. What are you trying to accomplish? Or what are you looking to do? Or what are you trying to achieve? Now, you might go, well, I ask that question all the time. That's a great question, isn't it? It's a great question later. It's a terrible question now. Why? Let me explain to you why, okay? Or got on the phone with you, all right? Or met you face-to-face, and they said to you, what's your rate? That is a direct question. Three words. What's your rate? What do they expect in return? A direct answer. And if your answer is, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you looking to do? What are you trying to achieve? How's the weather? Did you see the ball game last night? Anything you say where you answer the question with another question, what is their perception being reality of what just happened? Well, they asked you a direct question. You did not respond with a direct answer. So what do they think your rates must be already? You got it. They're high and they're not interested and they're going to push back on you. They're going to get suspicious. You don't want to make that mistake. That leads to the third response. It's called the suspective response. This one creates defensiveness. This is where we focus on their qualifications. What's your rate? Well, that depends. <laughs> We've all done that one. And of course, Bar says, on what? We say, oh, well, your income and your credit score and you know your LTV or your down payment. We, we give them this whole litany of things that it depends on. Well, first off, it depends on a lot more of that because, as I said earlier, it also depends on their product, their program, their term, their loan-to-value. Their, all of those things will drive it. But here's the bottom line. When somebody says, what's your rate? And your response is, that depends on this, that, and the other thing. Let's just translate that. Let, let's, let's talk about what the perception of the borrower was. What's your rate? That depends on what? You. <laughs> your income. Your credit your stability, your job, your down payment, your value. It's all you. So when you say to them, that depends on you, that's a lose-lose. Here's the reason why. And I'm sure you've heard this before. How many times you had a borrower say to you, well, you know what? I'm the best borrower you're going to talk to today. I've got perfect credit. I've got a thousand FICO score, which by the way, doesn't even exist. (laughs) I've got tons of income. So what's the best rate for the best bar today? And they're defensive and they want a low rate. And if they don't hear it, they hang up on you. Or the opposite. Oh, well, geez, I, I, we've had some problems. You know, we had a bankruptcy a couple years ago, so I guess my rate's going to be high. And they're not interested because they don't want to get beat up for their rate. That one doesn't work. Look, the reason I call it a suspective response, I'm going to go back to a great quote from Zig Ziglar. He said, when it comes to new customers, we treat them in one of two ways, either like a prospect or a suspect. (laughs) What's your rate? That depends on what? You. Prospect or suspect. You determine. Don't do that anymore. 
And then lastly, the rate response, just a direct rate response. This creates shoppers. This is where you quote rates. You can say, well, our lowest rate today is this, or our rates range from this to this. I love that one. Our rates range from three to five. Well, who says I'll take the five? Nobody. Why would we even include that? Or our rates start as low as this. What's wrong with a rate response? Well, I covered that earlier, that they're never going to like it. It's always going to be too high. They're always going to shop you, and they're always going to get lower. Don't make that mistake. These four responses all get you in trouble. Don't do any of them. So what should you do? Well, what you should do instead is you should have a well-prepared elevator speech, one-minute presentation that you have practiced, role-played, mastered. You have literally internalized it. So every time a borrower asks you, what's your rate? What's your fees? What's your cost? You know, Will I qualify? No matter what the question is, you have got a great response. You immediately come back. You're well-prepared, super confident. Look, it makes you a pro. It makes you confident. It, it, it makes you enthusiastic. It, it, it answers all the questions that they would ask you, and it puts you in a great position of control. You want to be in control of the call, not your customer. If you're letting them control the call, if they're getting on the phone and they're asking you questions, you're just answering questions, they're in control. And I see this all the time with loan officers. What's your, oh, bub? What's this, oh, bub? And we just answer, 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 answer. And you know what? They're controlling the whole call and they're going to get to a question you're not going to like. What we've got to do is take control of that call and make sure that we are giving them a great value presentation. So, Let's talk about the 10 steps to converting your opportunities, whether that's a lead, a referral, whatever that is. What is the key to converting even your outbound calls on alerts? How do you convert a customer? Well, number one, the golden rule is you got to differentiate yourself immediately. You got to make sure from the moment you get on that phone, you are more enthusiastic than anybody else, you're more confident than anybody else, and you say things different than anybody else. Always start by greeting them by time of day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Mr. Jones. This is Dale Vermillion. And immediately reference the reason you're calling or the source you're calling from and your relationship to them. So if, for example, you're calling them, let's say, because you have a sales boomerang alert, okay? I'm going to say the reason I'm calling is because you're a customer of ours. You and I worked together a year ago. Or... You know, I, you you contacted me six months ago about a loan, and although I wasn't able to help you then, you've been a customer of mine in my database, and the reason I'm calling is because I've been notified, and now you're going into the reason for the call, that you've got an alert on them. I'll go more deep into that when I get into alerts later and teach how to actually convert all of your different alerts. If it's a inbound lead or a direct mail response or an online lead that you got maybe through your website, okay? Hey, the reason I'm calling is you'd applied online or you'd filled out this direct mail piece or you'd, you'd filled out this information on LendingTree, okay? what Whatever it is, you're going to reference the reason and then you're going to state the relationship. And we're partners with LendingTree or, you know, you called me, you, you contacted me through my website and I'm calling you in response to that request. So what you're doing is you're creating an awareness with the borrower as to who you are, why you're calling, and most importantly, you're establishing the reason in the relationship or the source of the relationship. If it's a realtor referral, I'm calling because Joe or Sally Realtor at XYZ Realtor 
had referred you to me. I am one of their partners. I am their preferred lender. And now you're leveraging the relationship. You always make sure you immediately get to there because here's the deal. In today's world, consumers go online and they, and they they just hit a lot of buttons and they go in a lot of directions. They go to Bankrate, LendingTree, uh, Zillow, all these different places, and they, they put in information and they start getting hammered with calls all over the place. Did you know that the average consumer today who's applying for a mortgage will have over 100 different lenders contact them from the time of initiation of interest till the time they fund their loan between just going online and hitting a bunch of, you know, pre-qual or a bunch of application buttons that lead to triggers a call back, to media triggers, to smartphone triggers, to credit triggers, and everything in between. Look, they're going to get hammered. So you want them to understand, and it's really important when they have reached out to you, they've responded to a direct mail, they've, re they've responded, you know, to um, a website application or to your website, they've responded to your social media, you know, they, they're, they're a referral of a partner. You want to make sure that you are referencing the fact that you are calling them on their request because they can't hang up on you when you're just responding to them. It creates the law of reciprocity again. And if you're working with a realtor or, you know, you're working with uh, another source that has sent this customer to you, you always want to leverage those relationships. And then as soon as you do that, thank them immediately for the opportunity. Be assumptive. Say, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm looking so forward to working with you. See what I just did there? I literally assumed we're going to work together. By the way, you've got to understand something called NLP. What is NLP? It stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of that in this training. Neuro Linguistic Programming is where you use words that create powerful, positive, suggestive words that create powerful, positive responses in the way you want them. So when I say to somebody, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm looking so forward to working with you. I am being very assumptive that you're going to want to work with me. And it starts to plant in their brain. Geez, maybe I ought to work with you. It's incredible how this works. The power is in your words. And then once you open with differentiation, you're, you have a super powerful greeting. You're super enthusiastic and confident. You're, you're very respectful. You, you introduce yourself. You reference the reason in the relationship. Now the third thing is lead with a monetary benefit. Tell them what you're going to do monetarily to create savings, stability, and security. So, Mr. Jones, I'm calling in regards to your, you know, you went on online, you filled out an application on our website. And the reason I'm calling is I'm responding back to you. You asked for me to call you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm looking so forward to work with you. And the reason I'm calling today is I literally want to show you how I can save you thousands and thousands of dollars in up to five different ways you may have never been shown before. That was always my favorite pitch. Remember, the rule of fives, I'm going to give you five ways I'm going to help you, all right? And then I'm talking about how that's different from everybody else. It's going to create interest. If it's a purchase loan, I want to show you how I can help you get in a contract quickly and save money in up to five different ways on your purchase and really help you understand this market so we can get you in a home fast. That's going to be super appealing to a customer and that has monetary value to it that's important. Then 
As soon as that's done, if it's an inbound, now inbound, what I mean by that is anybody who came to you, okay? So inbound would be a, a, a realtor or a third-party referral, uh, somebody who comes to your website, somebody who responds to a direct mail, somebody who responds to a outside lead source like a lending tree uh, and, and companies like that, uh, somebody who responded to any kind of marketing piece, those are all inbound leads. Even if you're calling them outbound, because maybe you got it and now you're calling back, it's still an inbound lead. And for those, you're going to ask for a minute because they initiated the conversation. On your outbound calls, like your alerts, where they were not expecting your call and you're calling them, ask for 30 seconds. And here's the reason why, because the average attention span is only 37 seconds, which means I lost you about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but more importantly, it's all the attention span they got. So you got to say something powerful in 30 seconds and it's very short, it's very specific. And when you say, I, I just need 30 seconds, what they're generally going to do is they're going to give it to you because it's a very short period of time. They're probably going to say something like this. All right, you got 30 seconds, no more. That's a great invite. That means they want to hear what you got to say. So as soon as you do that, now I want you to introduce your credentials. Just tell them one thing about you and one thing about your company they need to know. Maybe your years of experience, maybe how many customers you've worked with, uh, maybe some accolades or awards that you've won, and then a little bit about your company. Just one point of each. You don't want to be more than 10 seconds on this. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years, and my company's been doing it for 27, work with a million customers. And then address the rates and the competition proactively. I'm always going to proactively address rates and competition. I'm not going to wait for them to ask me the question. Now, by the way, if a bar gets on the phone with you, says, what's your rate? Write this down. Here's what I want you to say. It's a great question. So glad you asked me that. Before I get into that, let me just take a minute of your time. Sure, I can literally save you thousands and thousands of dollars in up to five different ways you may have never seen before. See how powerful that is? If you start a call, you open up and you say to them, hi, this is Dale Vermillion. I'm calling in regards to your application. You filled out online. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to working with you. And I want you to just take a minute. And they go, well, what's your rate? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. Before I get in, let me just take that one minute to literally show you, I can save you more money in more ways than anybody else. Anytime they ask you a question in the front end of that call, respond with, that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. But before I get in that, let me take my minute or let me take my 30 seconds and show you why you want to work with me. Then give them your credentials and then address rates and competition. What does that sound like? And Mr. Jones, Regardless of the rates you may have seen out there, we've got some of the lowest, most competitive rates in the nation. I'm going to get you the best possible rate for your situation. However, I don't yet know what your rate is, and nor does anybody else, so they complete your application, no matter what you may have been told. Here's what I can assure you. Our rates are absolutely awesome. See what I did there? I addressed rates three different times in three different ways, but I never quoted a rate once. And what did I say? Regardless of what you've been told, nobody knows what your rate is until they complete your application. You just educated them something they weren't aware of. So if they've gotten rate quotes, they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't take an application, so I guess that rate quote doesn't count. And then as soon as you hit them with that, here's what I want you to say next. Write this down in capital letters, but more important than the rate. But more important than the rate. But more important than the rate. Why? Nobody's ever said that to them before. And then what I want you to do is deliver a full 
benefits presentation. Give them your rule of fives now. Tell them the five reasons why they should work with you. And then as soon as you're done with that, provide what we call a proof statement. This is a win-win. Your proof statement is where you say to them, and if I can't prove to you, I can save you more money and give you a better loan and provide better service and be the best loaner you ever work with. I wouldn't expect your business and I wouldn't ask for it. You're always welcome to talk to somebody else. Now, why would I ever say something like that? Because I'm confident that I can. But more importantly, that's what the borrower really wants to hear. Because you know what? The only loan officer that would say, if I can't prove to you I'm the best, I wouldn't expect your business, is either the best or they're crazy. <laughs> One of the two. And you know what? You've sounded pretty good so far, so they're going to believe you're the best and they're going to go with you. And once you do that, assume they're interested, and I want you to move right to the application or the information update. So don't ask them, so would you like to apply? You're giving them a chance to get off the hook. Set the hook and say, now, let's go ahead and let's start your application. Or now, let's go ahead and let's just take 20 to 30 minutes at no cost or obligation. Let's update your information. I love to use that 20 to 30 minutes at no cost or obligation. That gives them motivation to want to do it. Look, if you understand the three laws of communication and you don't say things that create a wrong first impression or misinterpretation or, or, or things that they're going to be upset with. You follow the communication guidelines I gave you earlier. You don't make those four dangerous mistakes I taught you that we made in the past. We eliminate those and we follow this 10-step process. You are going to crush it in converting your leads, your referrals, and your opportunities, and you're going to make a heck of a lot of money. These absolutely work. They've been tried and tested. The key is you got to practice them, role play them, and master them. And only you control that. So go practice, go learn these things, and go convert like a crazy person. I'll see you on the next session.